Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Half a Nice Day podcast with your host, Joshua. And Janine. And I hope you really like what we've done with the place. We've actually like smoothened it out a little bit i would say i added some posters which i had to get online i know it's not very clear in this video but the artwork on it is amazing because i got two from um an artist who i think lives in the philippines and one lebanon one which surprisingly the shipping was more than this poster yeah but uh because both of them you got them digitally and then you printed them right exactly so these two i got like massive uh sized images and i just got it printed from like a printing store and then lebanon had to get it really like printed out and then shipped to me because lebanese are special very special very mm -hmm. special for those who are watching on youtube you will see that it is a much moodier feel and then for those who are listening we'll just try to make our voices a little bit more moody like more sensual so they can hear hello everyone the darker back. feel to um to the episode but it's so good to be back guys we've actually been mia for a while i think we took a a break without us even knowing you think <laughs> yeah because like we haven't been recording in a in quite some time we've been quite busy um a lot of things on our plate as i would say and it just feels really good to be back just janine and i the the dynamic duo if you will the the ogs of the half a nice day podcast mm -hmm. and uh yeah, it's nice to be here. You know, like, this is, I think this is where my home is. This I particular mean, room. literally, it is your home. It so. is in my home because I'm too <laughs> poor to get a known studio. So we're doing it from our spare bedroom. But uh, yeah, that's that's actually quite good. Like, we managed to save a lot of money just by having this in our space. And speaking of that, another good news, which is our happy, happy news, news of, of the week. week. Please. Wow, you went right into it. Guns a blazing. No wasting time. I like yes. that. Yeah, because I told him let's not record such a long episode. Yeah, we're, tr we're trying to find our sweet spot when it comes to the podcast. You know, I know that some of our episodes run too long. Especially when we have a guest, which makes which, sense. Which is understandable, but I don't want to keep such a very long podcast as well. I want to keep it like in, in bite-sized information which people can digest hmm. yes yeah because we're not that big of a celebrity yet that once yet. we hit the joe rogan mark then of course we'll do like four hour podcasts in like five years yes okay so the happy news of the week is the dutch parliament have approved legislation to establish work from home as a legal right making the netherlands one of the first countries to grant remote working flexibility by law so by now, there are a lot of companies who are starting to get back to work, like work in an office. Yeah. yeah. Um, no more work from home. There are famous companies who have pulled the plug on that. Um, Tesla. One of them, Tesla. And a lot of, I guess, people who work for Tesla. Yeah resigned because did, speaking of tesla just to sidetrack i know did you see the picture of him on this yacht yeah and he looks like a pale alien ghost i saw crazy yeah. he does know, look really pale though you know like, but uh, i understand why why the amount of work that guy does i don't think he's ever seen the sun in his entire life I mean, true, but why are we judging him for his looks, right? Poor guy. No, but billionaires in general have really, really poor bodies. I Except mean, for, like, the exception of, uh, I think, Jeff Bezos. 
Is he buff? He's jacked. Is He's he? ripped, dude. Okay. He looks like he looks like a wrestler with lots of money. Wait, did you see that that caricature of um, Elon Musk with him? Because he was walking and his like chest is quite huge. Okay. And then they drew him with so his body tilted to the sideways, and you can see that his chest is really big, like as if it's puffed up. And like in not, a good or bad way? No, no. Like it's not proportionate to okay. his body. We'll put up a picture here. Um, and someone sort of took that picture and outlined his body shape mm-hmm. and then sort of morphed him into a character of his head and someone is controlling him from the inside as if his head and then a smaller like childlike body who is on his chest. Oh, like, and like two inside, people basically like the trench coat situation where no like the rest of his body is like a robot and he's a man child and oh. there's a little little torso guy inside controlling his bigger body okay and uh, they took the logo of tesla and i'll try to find that picture yeah because of the neural link i'm pretty sure like some guy was like oh let me maybe elon is actually Maybe he's creating these it. memes, you know, to make him famous, to make him he, He's like, all over buzz. the news. Like every day, I'm pretty sure There's something, something about Elon of Musk. Elon Musk, like an affair, twins. Um, him pulling the plug on Twitter. Oh, that made global news. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so many things. Him uh, being with, I think, Microsoft CEO's wife. Uh, so many what? things, guys. This guy what? is yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, it's what? all over. No, yeah, no. Where is that from? Elon. Mu- Look, I'm I'm typing in in Google Elon Musk. Okay. And then if you go to Google and then you click on the news tab, okay. The first, the messy world of Elon Musk. Elon Musk alleged affair with Google's co-founder's wife lead to divorce and a friendship. Report. Okay. Next, Elon Musk asked judge to start Twitter trial on October 17. Next, Elon Musk had an affair with Google's co-founder's wife, media report. Elon Musk's money doesn't have power. Video goes viral. What are, what are they talking about? This is it. They took the, oh, lo- like there's a, the there's logo a of T and they put like torso. <laughs> oh, this is funny. Yeah. Some people are quite creative. Yeah, but also like people are obsessed with this guy. I mean, he's like he's trying to manage a lot, like Tesla, Boring Company, Neuralink. He's doing well. He's doing well, but I think he's living in an orthodox life where he's living as if he's not a billionaire. He's living as if he he knows he's gonna become the most powerful man on this earth one day. Like what? Like a a super villain? Is it true that he's saying he doesn't have a house and he lives with his friends? doesn't have his own house. You said that? Yeah, somewhere. I don't know, man. Yeah. That man can afford the right? whole of South Africa. Right? Yeah. Because this is what his ex-partner was saying. Grimes. The one who had this baby who yeah. we can't pronounce the name. X1Z2. Yeah, two exactly. X9, six. Um, she claims that, you know, there are a lot of things that he's not providing for someone who's a billionaire. And they're not living a billionaire-ish life. They're living a frugal life. Which, which is quite nice weird. as well. Mm. Same as Bill Gates, right? He's also going in that direction. Oh, I'm going to donate all my money into these kinds of things. and. Well, yeah, that's great. Live a simple life. But don't live it 
as if you can't afford a house when you can. He's a minimalist. Yeah, but at least have a house, dude. And not live off of your friends when you're a billionaire. That's how he's a billionaire. I don't know. Must have been freeloading his whole life. (laughs) But it's so crazy. Elon Musk, oh my God. I can do a full episode about him, I guess. Like, crazy guy. I feel, I don't know, I'm still on defense about him. But let's see what what happens in the long run okay well this episode is not about him yes i'm sorry about that no what were you saying the dutch the dutch have forgot about it already well they, no, but they the passed. dutch are the, the most liberal liberal people right now you can do stuff in their country which is taboo everywhere else yeah in terms so, of consuming something in terms of under the new law employers must consider all such requests and give adequate reasons for refusing them. So I guess it's still a balanced work from home and work from the office. But if the employee has a specific reason for him or her needing to work from home and has an adequate reason to do so, then you cannot refuse for them right. to not work from so home. So like basically desk jobs. Like you don't have to be physically present in office to perform unless you're like, Otherwise, like a garbage man, he can't work from home. Yeah, it really depends on your profession, right? There are some jobs where fortunately they can be flexible and they can work completely from home. Or even in a different country, yes. Yeah. I'm blessed with that privilege and I'm... And then there are some jobs like mine where I need to be in the office from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Time to time, you've literally been home one day in the last few. <laughs> hey, I'm new. Yes, when that's you're true. new, you have to like make sure that everything's yeah. big and span in the office before you like take your days at home. Anyway, we digress, but that's where we're headed at because we we just talked about OEC and how bad the whole experience is. Yeah. So just today, I put out a teaser from our last episode, episode sixty one, about. The whole OEC experience from the eyes of a Dubai resident. Yeah. But yo, what we had to endure. It was a whirlwind. Guys, think of it as like someone shooting you in the face while you're already on the ground and you're on fire. And then. Okay. And then like there's a massive dog eating your leg. Oh, gosh. Well, the thing is, (laughs) the reason why we have been. A little bit of an MIA because Josh and I went back to the Philippines for a couple of days. Very, very nice. We were able to get back to the motherland after almost three years for me. Same yeah, same, for you. Same. Almost the same. We weren't together back then, but we we, we went back to the Somehow our paths crossed over there in the <laughs> Philippines. Like God wants us to really put us together. But unfortunately, we didn't meet there and we had to meet here. <laughs> but we went back because we are planning our wedding. So that was the main you know, main concern. Yes. Main. Main objective of going to Philippines for four days. For four days. Four days, guys. Flew an eight-hour flight going and then another one coming back. To be honest, I'm not too happy with my flight Emirates um, going. But then coming back, it was okay. It was a good flight. Um, See, let me tell you this first. In episode one, I spoke about Cebu Pacific. I might have mocked them a little bit. I agree, and I'm certainly sorry about that. But the experience of Emirates that I had, maybe both going there and coming back, was below par 
as what I expect uh, as what I received from Cebu Pacific. Cebu Pacific, I w- it was so smooth for me. Um, I don't know what happened to Emirates, and this is the first time I flew in Emirates in like twenty years, and I'm just like. And I was there to prove a point to him that Emirates is exceptional. I'm not gonna fly any other airlines. I cannot fly Cebu Pacific. I cannot fly Pal. This girl is just too much. I'm pretty sure but if Emirates had asked a few people, hey, do you mind standing for the whole flight because we're fully booked? Of course, they're not gonna do that. No, but it was so poor, guys. Like, I don't want to bash any company, especially a company that's here in Dubai. But guys, get a. Hey, we're free to say. Get your head we're out of the gutter. We're free to say our comments. We're just saying, like, it's not my usual experience. I fly Emirates all the time. Yeah. And to me, I was just like, what is happening? And with the funniest part, we landed in Philippines. The lady in front of me. Because Emirates somehow has a survey which is given to you. Like, it's accessible, like, maybe 30 minutes before you land. And she was writing, like, a whole paragraph of how terrible the service was. And I'm just, like, I'm reading and I'm pointing to Jenny. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, yeah, you were telling me, but I couldn't read. Like, I didn't have my glasses on. But. Yeah, but it was so funny. I'm just, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I take Pal or Cebu Pacific. I don't know. I don't know. That flight to me was not it. Um, So I'm hoping for my next flight again with emirates because i'm loyal to be a much better experience hashtag emirates please sponsor me fly better <laughs> please sponsor me sponsor you in what way dude <laughs> give me free chicken flights. or beef <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we went back to the philippines for wedding things and unfortunately because we both are in a new company we have to renew our OEC, just like what we said a couple of episodes ago. So what, uh, before we get there, like before we, Janine and I clearly know that we have to get our OECs done, but yes. we don't know the first step. And I'm like, you know what? It's not like we don't know the first step. No. We know, but we can't, we can't put an appointment in. Exactly. No, we know the first step basically. Sorry, I might, I have to correct myself. We knew the first step, but in this age of COVID and what's going on on the website and what we saw on the news and, and on Facebook, we're like, where do we begin? So I'm like, you know what? I have an hour mm. uh, between when I, well, while I was working. I'm like, I have an hour where I was free. I basically took my lunch break and I drove all the way there. Mm. Guys, that place was chaos. And it was like, I didn't feel bad. I just felt sad because there were families sitting there, ladies sitting in the heat. This is all outdoor, by the way, fanning themselves, holding a cold water bottle against their face. I'm like, how can the Philippines government or even a Philippines consulate here in our own country, especially in the UAE, treat their Allow people this. like this? Like, get yeah. a hold of yourself. Make sure that you ensure that all these people are at least indoors mm. or try to service everyone faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was so crazy. Like, uh, it was it was so funny because there was another like Indian Pakistani guy there. And he's like, why are you here? D- is your maid with you? I'm like no man i'm a filipino and he's like and i could see in his eyes he also felt bad for me I'm like i don't need your pity i just need like the philippines embassy office to get a grip of themselves man yeah no man i'm the maid yeah i'm I was the gonna maid say. to my own country <laughs> i'm the maid sir <laughs> yes ma'am, sir. And, he, and, he, and i came in the afternoon and he said in the morning it, he said it was like complete chaos mm. and this is like unfortunately this was the, like the last working day before the whole eid break so i understand yeah. the rush but yeah man yeah it cannot that place cannot accommodate the amount of filipinos here in this it's country. just as i said i'm gonna repeat myself the whole system is archaic the systems the computers that they use everything is slow everything is old um 
they can't even do a couple of things like your best friend unfortunately put in a wrong name or a wrong letter or a wrong something on his yeah. form and he did have his appointment he asked them to change it and their answer is like sorry we can't change it the only place you can change it is back in the philippines like what? yeah you and all have the same systems it's all integrated into one and and the funniest thing that if you apply now for an online appointment which they cap it at 500 people it's a bloody google forms page i was like guys come on i did my dissertation with a google form and you're managing a whole country and employee certificates on on a google forms more was a privacy, privacy in that yeah it's just like information being leaked your email will be there it can be just i don't know so crazy it's so yeah. crazy and i don't understand why they have to know our salary know our contract and everything i know it's maybe for the for the like the safety of certain individuals especially yeah. like the the they need to protect the welfare of most of our let's be clear let's be honest our domestic helpers because yeah. they're the ones who most likely will not be paid well who will not be treated right so really this whole thing is sort of made to protect the overseas filipino workers but especially those who way. are paid in the lower bracket yes um but yeah it's just unfortunate for the rest of you know those who are not having the same i don't know concerns the same concerns yeah yeah which which we'll we'll speak a little about a little bit about later because when we actually went to the poa office in Ortigas, but philippines was crazy guys like in four days the amount of things that happened to us like first of all janine and i drove in philippines yeah so you know we are professional like fast and the furious vin mm. diesel family is <laughs> everything i'm really proud of josh for driving in the philippines though like in manila in manila at first, at first i was like yo i'm gonna take a turn i can't see anything through this hundred percent tint of a rent-a-car and i'm like jesus take the wheel like, i i i know I, i'm i i know i must have crossed something or i was not supposed to go i just went and uh, but all in all no problems at all we got our full refund back uh, a full safety deposit back yeah. when we returned the car so the car was like in top condition and the amount of kilometers we put on that bad boy a lot oh I man cannot it's even like fathom. i drove to the moon it's like we drove from paranaque to quezon city from quezon city to subic from subic to pampanga pampanga back to subic subic, subic to bulacan bulacan to tagaytay no bulacan we went back to quezon city quezon city to tagaytay tagaytay back no tagaytay no. to batangas yeah batangas Matangas back to Tagaytay. Yes. <laughs> and then Tagaytay back to Quezon City. <laughs> yeah, we only like we had uh, one hour of shopping in that whole trip. We went to Uniqlo, and, of course. Yeah. Our favorite shop. Again, sponsor us, Uniqlo. We love you. <laughs> yeah, it was actually quite good. It was yeah. actually quite good. Yeah. But um, it was it was really a, an amazing experience, at least to see Janine's family. Yeah. Number one. Mm. And your, your family, family is big, guys. Like I'm telling you. If, if Philippines ever goes to war, they will just like let's just call Janine's family. That's all we need. Call because the Samson clan. Yeah, seriously, the Samson clan and like three million people will come out of nowhere. <laughs> seriously, and I go to their house, I see Filipinos, and then there's one white guy in the corner, and then there's like 
some other people her lolas there with her friends and her lolas like super flashy and all her gold and i'm like whose house is this and then i meet a doctor in the other corner which is queen yuri's grandfather yes and then yeah they're like 300 kids in the room like playing i'm like what is going on here but it was this is what i really miss you know Mm. this is what i really miss like one massive house yeah and like five different families yeah all inside i wish we had more time to actually spend with them to be honest yeah like you haven't even seen my whole family that was like a speck of my family by the way i know i know <laughs> and everyone's treating me different like i'm just like well <laughs> i got i got like harassed no, i'm kidding i'm kidding but it was it was such a it was such a, a nice experience unfortunately it was due to unfortunate circumstances that we had to be in pampanga yeah but um it was it was just really nice you know like the province life chilling wearing slippers shorts and like a sando yeah i cannot count how many times we actually ate at jollibee the first night the second night and the third night we all for all of those nights we ate jollibee yeah jollibee is the jaybird jollibee is life yeah <laughs> it was so crazy going back to jollibee there like i received 500 like, oh, yeah i received 500 po sir yeah well ma'am sir welcome to jollibee i received 500 can everyone see five Wala pong credit card cash lang po thank you may gcash kayo may gcash welcome ma'am sir to jollibee the best was How my tagalog janine saw elevated the moment i landed philippines is like the tagalog tagalog gods like get your powers back and me like 11 trained so hard and uh, it was like are you referencing all, stranger yes. things now we just went on a stranger things binge guys my god it's not a binge we're just going through episode sorry season four because we, we watched season three episode. last week season four now and we're on the finale which we'll write, watch on friday so if anyone spoils it for us i'm gonna send you to the underworld it's, it's already out there I under mean, no upside down so underworld upside down. underworld <laughs> It's all out there. I don't even know how we have dodged all of these yeah. spoilers yeah. up until now. Where were we? <laughs> OEC. So, so yeah. So, we, we completed all the three days and we're like, you know what? Fourth day, we have no choice. No, let's backtrack. The, the, the night that we landed, the afternoon that we landed, the first thing I told him that we need to do is like, look, we need to go to POEA. Um, we need to at check the terminal, yes. at the terminal because they do have a booth there. We need to check what we need to do. Um, and even before leaving, I asked the immigration officer, like, do we need a an OEC mm-hmm. when we leave? Yeah. Even if we're only here for four days, she says, yes, you'll be able to leave without it. So we're like, OK, we're screwed. We have to do it. We go to the POEA booth and we said, OK, um, we had to leave Dubai, unfortunately, emergency circumstances. Can you please help us? We're only here for four days. Can you help us verify our contracts and get us the damn OEC? And then she's like, I'm mom. We cannot do this here. Yeah. She's like, I'm mom. Hindi po pwede dito yan. We cannot do it here. So, pupunta sa main office sa Ortigas. Yeah. The POA office. Yeah. So, she said that we had to go to the main office. So, okay, fine. We leave with broken hearts. We couldn't do it there. Um, took us another two hours to get a rent-a-car 
um, a rental car because the car that we had rented, unfortunately, was in a different terminal. So already, like, just when we land, we were already having all of these issues. But thank God we got our car. Then we left. It took us two hours to get from Paranaque to QC because of the traffic. Two hours? No. In three, it was three hours. Two hours. Sure. A little bit more than yeah. two um, because of the traffic, traffic jam is real in Edsa, yo. Yeah. And I was driving at like. And Josh was like driving at like five. forty. We missed like three exits because, of course, Google Maps wasn't too clear. Then we realized maybe we had to go through two ways. Then we got to his condo. His family was waiting for us. We couldn't find a parking, and the condo condo unit people were saying oh sorry we don't have any parking for you and we go to the parking lot and 50 percent of the parking spaces are free more so century properties i'm calling Get your out. life to g- so so far emirates century properties <laughs> we're gonna call out every single oec people poea dfa oa all of Pag- you guys charlie b no you're okay you're okay so um, eventually, I tried to speak to the people. They said no. Josh tried his charm. They said no. We have no parking. His mom called them. They said no. Finally, his dad, who's Indian, <laughs> who's Indian, doesn't speak a word of Tagalog, speaks to the the Building receptionist, reception. and she says, "Okay, sir, we'll get you a we'll get you she, a parking space." She goes on her space. big girl walkie-talkie. She like does a few calls, like, "Ah, oh, yes, we'll get you one." And my dad is like, <laughs> "Like, you guys should have asked." I'm like, "We did, we did ask." <laughs> so. And then the adventure starts the next day. We wake up very, very early. Yeah. We get to drive all the way to Subic. Took us another like three, four hours. Because I missed an exit again. Because <laughs> again, Josh missed his exits. Two exits. But that that's such a scenic drive. Super scenic yeah, drive. Yeah. So he saw all of these rice fields in Pampanga. We drove through Estetex. So I was pointing a lot of like things that... I used to do when I was in college on our way there. And finally, we got there, um, met my family. It was my niece's baptism. Baptism, which we had to miss because of the So drive. also a lot of other family members were there. So Josh fortunately got to meet a lot of them. Um, then unfortunately, um, there was a death in the family. So we had to drive all the way to Pampanga, which is like an hour and a half, almost two hours mm-hmm. away. Um, and this is like, we were super tired or we were pooped. We were pooped. Oh, and the, f- the weirdest part is like, so like Janine decided, you know what, let, let her take on the role of driver. Yeah, I'll now. do the drive because you already drove in the she morning. she brave because it was like, I haven't seen rain like that since the last time I was in Philippines, I would say it was like crazy thunderstorm. Yeah. And we're in a convoy, like a two car convoy and Janine's trying to keep up with her Tita in the car in front of us. Her Tito. Lola. Tito. It was Tito Mads driving. Driving from yeah. there? Oh, okay. And Janine was super calm. But for me, I was like basically like pooping my pants. But I wasn't trying to be obvious because Janine's driving and Janine's mom is in the back. And I just try to keep calm. But the way Janine was driving, super calm, super collected. She knew she knew what she was doing. And I was like impressed. And then suddenly thunder came out of nowhere and lightning. Yeah. And, and Josh was like pretty spooked. So it was good that I was driving at that point because I feel like Josh would probably poop his pants. 
if you were driving. I, I wouldn't, but I would definitely drive slower. But you were quite fast. I think you were still on 80 even in yeah, that range. Yeah, I was on 80. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely reduce my speed to like 30 or 40. Because mm-hmm. zero visibility, guys. Like maybe 10 feet uh, past that, you cannot see anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, then we, after that, of course, we had to go back to Subic. Um, it was like 12 midnight now by mm-hmm. this point. Joshua's family also came and visited oh, yeah. us in Subic. Yeah. Um, and then they drove all the way back to Bulacan. So it was nice because, you know, families met. Um, then we were in Subic, we had breakfast, then we, were, we drove again. <laughs> we drove all the way to Bulacan from Subic, uh, which was another two hours. Yeah, Janine started getting hungry midway and she was complaining. I want Jollibee, I want Jollibee, because she was really craving for that uh, Palabok. Palabok. And every time we went to Jollibee, it wasn't available. I'm out of stock, sir. I'm out of stock na pusha. So... Luckily, we got to this drive-thru, which took us ages to get into. Yo, I was gonna start throwing fists that apparently... Oh, man, the car in front of us. I'm like, you know what? I'll pay for you. It was like good 30 plus minutes Easily, in the and then he didn't... Then all our orders came, and then mine didn't come. And yeah. I had to like, go, sir, can you just like go to the side because you're causing a, a crowd? I'm like, Me? How about that guy who was in front of us a while ago? <laughs> but yeah, so, I eventually made it to Bulacan. I showed Janine my house, my my initial house. Yes. My mom's initial house, sorry. Yes. So it was a really nice house. Met, well, not really the family because they weren't there. Yeah, Just shout out aunt. to the twins and yeah. uh, my nieces. Basically, they had their debut. They were doing debut stuff. So shout out to Danny and Gabby. Tushing as well. Who doesn't look like Tushing anymore, mm-hmm. but <laughs> that's an inside a, joke, but it's okay. She's not a baby anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So after Bulacan, we drove all the way to Kazan City. You know what? Wait, was... uh, before, when we were in Bulacan, Janine tried to kill me as well. Huh? She tr- literally tried to murder me in the own, my own house over <laughs> there. So I go out to, to get something from the car and Janine locks me out. And there's like 500 cockroaches in this one particular place and she's not letting me in and i had like five strokes i think while making like forcing her to open the door first of all there were it's not true that there are five cockroaches out there it was one and it was a dead one okay still guys and joshua's fear of cockroaches is just through the roof so (laughs) i devised a plan he was about to take something from the car outside and right on the porch, as he goes down, I see this dead cockroach. So as soon as he was coming back, I was smiling. He was smiling. He's like, I'm going to get inside. Then, like, as he's inching closer, I locked the door, the en- the main entrance to the house. And he starts freaking out. He's like, the cockroach is going to kill me. It's going to eat me. And it was just laying there dead. No, but you know, like, cockroach is what they say, right? What? It's like a, a demigorgon. If no. it's it's not fully dead until you like fire it. No. Yeah. It's dead. It's not moving at all. But you know, like cockroaches, they have this sense of camaraderie, and if they see a dead cockroach, it'll notify all the other cockroaches, <laughs> and they will all come and pick up this cockroach and try to breathe life back into it. Okay. And sure. I was in the in the battleground. Sure. While this was all happening and all sure. going down. Okay. And I didn't want to be consumed by the. By the the torment 
okay. cockroach kings. Okay, yeah. Anyway, we got to Kazan City and then we shopped the next day was our last full day in the Philippines. So we drove all the way to Batangas to the location of our wedding. Um, on the way there, we realized that there is a POEA office in Paranaque, which is close to Naia, which is a terminal, um, you know, Yakino International Airport, Terminal 1. So we get there and... <laughs> In some mall, some what yeah, is it's a, a duty free mall. Yeah. Um, but it says in Google Maps, and there's a couple of reviews fast OEC processing, and we're like, okay, let's do it, let's yeah. go. We got there, and this dude tells us, sorry, it's already closed, it's not here anymore, like it was here before, and now it's closed. And we're like, just our luck. He says, but there is one in Naia Terminal One, try it, go. So, because it was just like a f- five minute drive away, we tried, we went parked our car super far away and i thought i was gonna have a huge yeah she, you were about to faint At i remember point, i remember we we walked all the way in walk those ramp as soon as you get up to like departures the ramp that's yeah. going up we had to walk all the way anyway we got in and of course this girl tells us sorry it's not something that we can do or process here you have to go to the main branch in ortigas and we told her, our flight is tomorrow. We don't have an appointment. Your next appointment is in August. And it was July 12, 11, 11 at that point. And she says, don't worry. Book in an appointment. Go there. Explain your situation. Blah, blah, blah. So No, but one thing I want to address in that in that particular office where we went to Naia. Uh, there was this lady on the side of us. And she was literally crying yeah to the guy who was attending her saying that she was doing this oec for her son and the guy didn't like didn't even bat an eye like he was just like so incompassionate is that a word uncompassionate incompassionate yeah and he was just like not my problem basically like the way of his voice and i was just like there i'm like Mm. douchebag yeah it's difficult because i guess they get so many of these requests in a day and they don't know how to handle it anymore. Yeah, but this so is they're an also, old lady guy. I know. Yeah. But they're also tired of everything else, right? Exactly. That's understandable. But at least explain it to a way where this girl yeah. doesn't feel super dumb. She's already like a middle-aged woman yeah, doing this for her son. Like closer to no 60s. idea of technology. And like he's like making her feel like so below the earth. And then she's like, and then the guy was like, enter your password. She's like, Sir, I, I don't know what password is. Like, she clearly doesn't know anything about yeah. username or password or anything like that. And this guy was just not giving her the time of his day. Yeah. And Lassie is like, like if you want to book an appointment, just scan the QR code. And he points to the window, which had the QR code printed out. And the lady was like, QR code? Like, what is a QR code? You know? So it's so sad because people who are not really computer literate, and there's still a lot of them, especially Millions, the older yeah. generation. What would they know about QR codes and scanning this and doing that and all that? So imagine if you just let the people who are literate in terms of computer and logging in and everything else do their own thing with a proper process an app or a website that actually worked and then they could save the time to actually help people who would need their help so true 
right? And everyone is always on lunch break there, like no matter what time. Gosh, you know what? We're going to skip to that part. Yeah. Anyway, we weren't able to do our OEC. So, so we're like, you know what? Screw it. We'll have a full another full day tomorrow. Let's just dedicate that Not full, full day. Not full day. It's half Sorry, a day. Sorry, half day. We have a, still half a day in the morning. Let's just dedicate that time. Now we have to do wedding stuff. So we're like, okay, let's put this to rest and revisit it. Yeah, let's not ruin tomorrow. our day. Yes. So we did our wedding stuff. Thankfully, thank God for that. The next day, our the flight, it's the day of our flight. Our flight is at 6 p.m. We wake up. We go to this Ortigas office. We have our appointments, but we didn't print out anything. They're no, all on first our... First of all, no parking. Yes. Wait. They're all on our mobile phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as Joshua said, no parking. Um, They said parking parkings are only for employees. Wow, great. <laughs> Where do we park? Oh, at the mall down the road, which is like four kilometers away. I'm like... Yeah, and then you have to walk all the way here. So, anyway... We saw an abandoned building, and we're like... You know what? Yeah, because we were there really early, so there were still a lot of parking slots. Um, by the time that we got back, a lot of people actually parked themselves as well. But mm-hmm. anyway, we got a parking, which was like a seven-minute walk away. Yeah, yeah, ish from the Ortigas building. We we get there. There's a huge queue already, but I told Josh stay in line. I'm gonna ask this other guy what are we gonna do. Then he helps us and he says oh where's your appointment we show him our appointment slot which was in august and we explained our situation and he's like okay i need you to go out i need you to print your appointment letter which was already on my phone mind Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and come back and we come back with our prints the printing shop is like about five minute walk away yeah, but that was also total chaos. Yeah. No internet. Does, the guy doesn't know how to read, I think, on that computer. Yeah. And, and there's uh, a queue for the printing, of course. So anyway, yeah. we printed them out, got back. And all he does with this paper is look at it with the same information that we showed him for my mobile. And he just writes down, flight is today. Yeah. Does a, the weirdest signature. And he's like, okay, go inside. I'm like... <laughs> seriously guys? I'm like we could have done that with just telling people that our flight is today so we got inside and then we get to the main oh, holding area yeah. holding area of probably 100 people easily maybe more easily um and the way that the queues in these sort of government offices in the philippines work is that there's no one line there's like a snake zigzag line imagine a snake zigzag line and there are chairs right there are horizontal chairs that are put into rows and what happens is that by the end of it is where you get to speak to an an officer or an employee Mm. who would help you out yeah and what happens is every time someone stands up to go to and get served the rest of the people stand up and move one chair to the left or right depending to the left or on right what is that queue of that particular line exactly it's so crazy so uh, like this is a quick visual so like ouch. <laughs> uh like if janine and i are sitting here and there's another seat there the next person will move there janine will move to that seat i will move to janine's previous seat like that and that is also how it works here in the in the Philippines oh, yeah, consulate. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, here too. Is that a Philippines thing? I don't know. It's but probably it's, a Philippines thing. It's the thing. most stupid thing. It's like... It's like because if someone else like grabs the chair in front, then you're... <laughs> anyway, so I'm trying to calculate because I sit down and 
then by this point i'm already annoyed so when i'm annoyed i get stressed out so i'm just looking at josh i'm like josh i'm trying to calculate everyone in front of us there's probably 100 plus people and in the last like five minutes only one chair has moved yeah one point has moved so i look at him like for every person here five minutes it's not gonna happen we're not gonna make our flight mm. so we go speak to a, a security guard and i tell him of our situation and I tell him, boss, we have to be at the airport by 4 p.m. So he says, okay, come, brings us to us. He was a nice guy. He's a very nice guy. I wish I I got his name. But sir, the security guard in in the Ortigas POEA office, you're the best. The main security guard, you're the best. Yeah. Um, So he's like, come, you have to go to a special guy who you can speak to. It was like all the way in the corner who was doing special requests. Yes. like people had same flights or exactly. like there was some discrepancy in something or something so like I that. So I called yeah. Josh and he's like, him too? I'm like, yes, him too. Both of us were in the same flight. So we get to this booth and there was one girl who was already talking to him. So we had to wait. Then come our turn. We speak to this guy. And all he tells me is like, oh, you have to go out and print these stuff again. And he's like, by the way, your case is a very special case. We will have to put into writing that you'll go back to Dubai and have your employees certified there. But for now, we're going to give you a special um, pass. No, he's, he said, so basically it was just Janine being attended at this point. I was waiting in the corner because I didn't want to crowd that particular area. Remember, this is just yeah. you and this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm then not, he I'm said, yeah. my story. Oh, okay. he's going to give me a special pass. But this special pass requires a signature of someone who sits two floors above and is a very special person. So I guess is the head of whatever, the director. Head of butt. Yeah. <laughs> and if he decides to sign it, then I can fly. If he decides not to sign it, then I don't fly. Then she's stuck. So the the fate of me getting into the flight is in the hands of this director of whoever he is. Third floor director. Exactly. So I was just like, okay. Um, I took, my, took the papers and... I was just waiting for Josh for him to speak to this guy as well to tell him of his situation. So I already gave him a brief. I'm like, oh, the guy over there, he's my fiance. He has the same situation. So he'll speak to you. You'll see his records, blah, blah, blah. Josh gets into his seat and this guy runs his records and gets his previous history of OEC from his previous company. So this guy was like, oh, you already have a previous history. So you know what? You don't need a special signature from the director. Yeah, then he gives me an, a form which I have to fill out on why as to why I did not do my contract verification in Dubai. I have to make a promise that I will go back to the POEA office and get it done before a date of my uh, choice. Date of my choice. So yeah. in the form I put August. So I still have some time yeah but uh i'm like cool 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 and then janine is like seeing me from a distance and she's like wait (laughs) yeah and then this guy was like okay i can do your oec for you you just have to print these papers so once again you have to go all the way outside notarize this affidavit that says you promise you're gonna get your contract (laughs) verified in dubai so i'm like hold up sir why is it that he gets to have an OEC and I don't? And he's like, well, I didn't get any history from your, um, when I run your your check. And I told him, excuse you. I've been to the Philippines a couple of times and I know that I have my OEC. He's like, I didn't see anything. I'm like, run my records again. So he's like, show me your name. I said, 
make sure you put Janine, make sure you put Khuri, make sure you put my middle initials. So he did it. And lo and behold, it was there. my records come out. And I'm like, dude, what did I tell you? So it came out and it's like, okay, we're going to do the same process. Go out, print these stuff, do your affidavit. Promise me that you're going to verify as soon as you get to Dubai, which we can't because there's no schedule. Anyway, we get there, we get our papers printed out. It was such a chaotic moment. We get back in at the same time. I'm getting worried because we parked our car in an abandoned building. Yeah, we're like, it's going to definitely be towed or have the wheel lock on it for sure. So I'm like, dude, what an adventure. She's like, can you go check the car? I'm like, I'd rather do this. Yes. He's like, I'd rather do this first and then check on the car later. I'm like, you know what? You're right. So we go back in. This is like for the third time of going back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In In and and out. We've already spent like, what, three hours um, we get back and this dude this had son the balls <laughs> to go on a lunch break at 11 a.m. Lunch break. And it's lunch break. He took his sweet time and he took an hour, which I'm sure he deserved. But he not knew. when Not because when we left, he says, go come quickly back. and come back exactly. and we'll finish it. And, and he and our- knew that our flight was at 6 and I had to be at the exactly, airport at 4 exactly. p.m. So it's like, go print it out and come back. So we were really in a hurry. That time we were actually a little bit quicker than the yeah. two previous times. It probably took us like 15 minutes to go out and come back. Yeah, okay, 15. Yeah, yeah. 15 closer to 20. But we did our best. And by the time that we got back, he's on, he's on his lunch break. And I'm like, are you... Are is you it, for real? I'm for like, real? Is Ashton Kutcher around? Am I being punked right now? Like, what the hell? I was really pissed. Am I in the upside down? Because <laughs> this ain't right. <laughs> this time frame doesn't match. Is this a multiverse that we stepped in? I was super pissed. Super, super pissed. But I what? could see in Janine's face because when she's pissed, she she doesn't talk. Yeah. She doesn't. Yeah. And then, <laughs> And so she's super pissed and I'm always chill. I'm, I'm, I'm in a chill position, which is dangerous. You know, it's like there's like five guys with guns in front of me and I would be like, yo, whatever. So like, Janine's pissed. She's sitting down. I'm standing and I'm helping other people at this point because other people are asking me for the process and I'm talking to them. And Janine sees me struggling, explaining to them this whole OEC process and Janine doesn't help me. I'm just like... I'm just leaving him alone because I didn't want to be rude to other people because I'm already like furious at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I try to help this girl out and then I sit down and this security guard who, bless his soul, came to us and he's like, guys, go out, eat and come back. Eat. I tell you, eat. You know, he's going to be back in an hour. And Josh looks at me. He's like, are we going to eat? I told him, no, we're not going to eat. We're going to stay here. We're going to wait for this dude to come back. We're going to make him finish everything. And then we leave. So, of course, he takes a sweet time. He takes an hour for his break. I went to the toilet. And then this security guard goes back to Joshua. And he's like, dude, I'm telling you, you and your wife go and eat. And Josh he's talking like, to me in Tagalog. And I'm like, this guy is so nice. Like, I want to go out, get him food and come back. I know. He was super, he's super like, nice. Sir, see. Kuya, sir, yung, yung asawa mo, uh, sabihin mo, kain muna sa labas, then pupunta dito isang oras. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. You actually did really well. That was such good Tagalog. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. 
No, you're not this, that all this the is, time. That's this not is normal. old information. It's not normal. I think you rehearsed that like three times. That's why. <laughs> like we're doing the OEC episode today. <laughs> like at two hours in the morning. <laughs> so he came out. No, no, before that, I also want to address this story, which happened in between okay. of us waiting okay. for... I think we should be wrapping up soon, but I want to I I do this very quickly. But there was a girl there who was clearly in distress. Uh, you can see it from her body language. You can hear it from her tone. And she's trying to get help from as much uh, civilians like us to get her OEC done. So basically, her situation is that she works in Turkey. The closest consulate or wherever she can do her paperwork is in Lebanon, of course. And she's not able to do it there because, of course, how will she go to Lebanon? She's like, so let me do it in Philippines. So the funniest thing is that... Uh, the there's this guy i think he's the manager of the floor he seems quite big he's like he seems like he's like uh the the manager or the boss or something i don't, or, know. I don't big know dog yeah but he comes in as like flashy style and stuff and he's talking to her like she's like below some below him basically yeah. and he's like super rude has such guy. a degrading tone yeah and i'm seeing this all info un, uh, unfold right in front of me and apparently the, her situation is that her salary on her certificate is lower than what is the the benchmark yeah the benchmark the, the allowable staple, yes the allowable salary, salary for a filipino worker out, who's working outside the philippines but her pay slips prove otherwise so she's she's okay like she's still okay in that sense but the guy's like not my problem go to your employer go to this go do that go to the philippines consulate in lebanon call them and he gives them the number and the email of the Philippines consulate. He goes in and for like 15 minutes, he comes out and gives her a paper, which has the number of the Philippines consulate in Lebanon. And and I'm just like, you, ex- Janine and I have been struggling in this place because we have no uh, cellular, cellular data or um, service. service inside <clears throat> this consulate. You want her to call? Why can't you call, man? And why can't you just help sort this out from a landline? Because I'm pretty sure with a landline or a solid internet connection, you can get all these things done. He was so unapologetic. He's like, I don't like. He had like he in his face was so straight, like he he couldn't feel for this person. And I wanted to go speak up, which I feel like I should have. But at the same time, I was in the same boat as literally everyone else. And Janine and I, my case is. Uh, uh, is is sim is more urgent i would say than hers i hate to say that but mm. yeah but it was so sad and then janine pointed out something at the end of the day which made me feel so disgusted about him having a like a very expensive ring mm. and i'm like government employees in the philippines certainly don't make that much salary and they can buy this very yeah. expensive yeah ring and that i know how much it costs because i work for the company so exactly and i and i it was just very disgusted for me. I'm like, money really talks in government offices in the Philippines. I hate saying that about my country, but it's the it's the truth. But well, um, let's see how it's gonna change because after all that, we got our OEC, our OEC with the promise that we would have yeah. to fix it here. Janine didn't like this guy's tone at one point though when it came to the salary part, but <laughs> yeah, because he was doing the full verification in front of us and like, you're really making this much like to to. To both of us and we're like yeah he looks at me and he's like he 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 was trying to mansplain to me 
that the field that I was supposed to put in was a monthly salary and not a yearly salary. I'm like, it's a monthly salary. And he asks again, he asks again, monthly salary. And I'm like, yes, sir, it is a monthly salary. And and then I think he stopped there. Mm. He did the same with Josh. But like, I don't know. To me, that it whole was experience was just chaotic. an awakening experience because I did this before. I told you two, three years ago, yeah. I did this. Everything was quite smooth mm-hmm. so i don't know what happened in between and why did they make it super complicated for people to actually get an employment uh certificate where it actually says the same thing in our visa it says the same thing in our emirates id we have our employer there we have everything we have our lives in our emirates id so to me it's just not needed to have this employee certificate yeah. it's just not anyway Let's see what happens though in the future. The good it, thing this is, rate, it's not going to last very long. The good long. thing is, a couple of days ago, the new president of the Philippines, Bongbong Marcos, had his State of the Nation address. And one of the points that he mentioned is that soon enough, we will be having an automated process for employment verification for our contracts and everything will be done on our mobile. And he urges the government officials Um, to keep this as their number one priority now to me that is a great thing for all ofws around the world the only thing that i felt was lacking in his whole state of the nation address in this topic is that he didn't really give details as to how are they going to do that but you know duterte also made the same promise right i don't know yeah i don't know what are the steps to do this like what are you gonna do are you gonna hire our talented encoders in the philippines and developers who actually do things which to me i am so mind blown at how much talent we have in the philippines of computer science people who actually know how to code who code for big companies in the u.s and probably in California, you know, where all of these big yeah, Silicon Valley, tech Palo companies Alto. are. But you cannot get yourselves to actually have a working website for your employee employee certificate verification. Come on. Guys, no, but if you Come on. actually check out government websites in the Philippines, it's clearly done by a five-year-old on <sighs> MS Paint. Because everything is in like Comic Sans, some funky colors. And they're like Filipinos who design dresses for Beyonce. There are Filipinos who have chart uh, songs on the Philippine, like on, in, in international charts. There's Filipinos who are beauty pageants, everything. And then they decide, you know what? Our country is represented by this five-year-old kid on MS Paint to do our website. <laughs> like, yeah, guys, seriously. you are a joke. Yeah. Yes. So I think this is a, a very rantful and very... We just have a lot of burdens that we've been carrying since our Philippines trip. Because we are oppressed <laughs> by our own government. So I'm hoping that Bongbong Bong Marcos will stay true to his word. I'm not sure how he's going to do it. I'm not sure how the government's going to do it. But I need to see a plan, yo. Like when you give something and when you state that you're going to fix something, how are you going to fix it is what you need to be talking about instead of just saying, I'm going to fix it. But I'll give benefit of the doubt to the new president and let's see what he's going to be able to do exactly yeah time will tell if anyone knows him and can actually reach out to him on behalf of us and maybe get him on a, as a guest on this podcast i know he doesn't even do public appearances <laughs> or do interviews on on live television but uh maybe he'll make an exception after hearing this episode <laughs> after half a nice day yeah <laughs> who are these two people who are these two <laughs> bring cats, them to me you know like yeah <laughs> But yeah, I think uh, 
Yeah, I think it was just a lot of resentment and hatred in us because the way we were treated by our own people. Not that it's how we look at the country as it as like we love our country. We love our country, and I know like this must have been a small hiccup, bad place, bad time, COVID, all these kinds of things. But we expect better. I expect yeah. better, not just for we're not talking for ourselves because we're blessed. We were able to get through it because we knew what to say we knew the process we we you had paid money someone. <laughs> paid someone we had money to go out print papers etc we knew technically speaking what to do how to book but imagine the majority of imagine if i was alone oh yeah you wouldn't be able yeah, to do it yeah um just I, I i cannot fathom the amount of people who are again not literate when it comes to technology or not even you know who wouldn't Missing even documents. know what documents yeah. to bring how to print what to do so if really you're out there to help your people this is not it yeah this is not helping them and it breaks my heart to see those who are crying to these officers in the Naia terminal when we were there, in the Ortigas branch when we were there, in the Naia 1 terminal when we were there. It's just every single touch point we did, we saw people who were crying, just begging them to actually help them. And it breaks my heart to see our fellow Filipinos who are trying their best to leave the country to get money and pay for their own family's needs because unfortunately our the government failed us. They couldn't generate, you know, as much jobs and they couldn't help match the economy. Global salaries. They, just, yeah. it, they couldn't. And they failed us once more with not being able to support our people. Okay. Anyway, guys, have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, on a lighter note, um, next episode is going to be great because we have a yeah guest. we actually recorded the next episode already so stay tuned for that and uh, please do subscribe share the podcast with everyone you know the drill smash that like button hit the subscribe and uh yeah thank you for bearing up with us if I know you're we still here sorry we're not always fine and dandy and happy and fun sometimes we do rant because we want to talk about real things in life yeah and this is real but so we're back. We're back, guys. Uh, we have some guests already, which we're working on to bring to the next episodes. But we already have the next one set in stone because that's already recorded. But um, we love you guys. We like you as a friend. <laughs> we Other way have a nice day. <laughs> have a nice day. A solemn one. Yes. With the mood. Dun, dun, dun. Where was that going? I don't know. All right, this whole episode.